0: You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Raiders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Just
1: win. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. and one. And one what's up Raider Nation welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast on this Tuesday November 24th 2020 your boy Q here with you you know you can find me on Twitter at your boy Q254 live from my hotel room Sahara Las Vegas shout them out uh, been uh, having a great weekend great time uh, can't wait to, to get back home just to kind of get back to a little bit of normalcy, get back in my own bed. But man, I'm telling you, the Sahara Las Vegas has been awesome. So uh, going to be flying out a little bit later on today, depending on what time you're listening to this podcast. But man, it's been a great experience here in the 702. So uh, coming up on today's show, well, before I get into what's coming up on today's show, let me tell you about one of the great sponsors here on the Locked On Raiders podcast, and that's Pepsi. This football season we know is different. It's very, very different, as I learned at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, very, very, Very different. Pepsi's here to get you ready for the game day, no matter how you watch it this season. Pepsi's a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the league of football watchers. Pepsi is not made for those who play the game; it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. And don't forget, go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. So, coming up on today's show, segment number three, your calls, your texts, and even a tweet. Locked on Raider Podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. And uh, on Twitter, at your boy Q254. You hit me up that way, I'll try to get your tweet onto the show if I can, if I can squeeze it in there. So, I got one coming up for sure, but then I got your calls and texts uh, straight off that Locked on Raider Podcast voicemail line. Segment number two, going to talk about, well, turning the page. You got to turn the page from The loss to the Chiefs on Sunday night football, a a game that you you should have had, to the Atlanta Falcons. you got to be able to find a way to flush that loss and move on. So we'll talk about uh, moving on, turning the page to the ATL to Atlanta because that is a road game against a team that has a a pretty pretty stinking good offense with a lot of good players. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, just to name a few. Todd Gurley, I know he's not the same dude that he used to be, but still, uh, he can go. They have a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, Their defense is kind of suspect here and there, but at the same time, they can still score with with uh, just about anybody in the league. So should be an interesting game coming up this Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. So in segment number two, we'll talk about turning the page. And here in segment number one, want to give you the news and the notes of the day. And I'll tell you, on Monday, there was a lot of news and notes to be had around the silver and black. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. So off top left guard, Richie Incognito. He is out for the season. He was on IR in late September. He suffered an Achilles injury, uh, and he was a guy that the Raiders were trying to work back, work back, work work back, rehab him, try to get him into the lineup. Uh, Instead, he's going to be done for the season. John Gruden announced on Monday that he was going to have season-ending surgery. He even said, I hate to admit it, we've tried everything we can. Richie's tried everything to get back on the field. His season is over. Now, if you remember, right before the season, he signed a two-year, $14 million contract extension and was supposed to help solicit. That uh, offensive line, like he did, you know, in 2019. You know, it was supposed to be Colton Miller. It was supposed to be uh, Richie Incognito, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, and Trent Brown. Well, two of the guys have not been there. They haven't been available. Trent Brown hasn't been available most of the season. He only played three snaps in Week One, and then he played the whole game in Week Five, and that was it. Who knows when Trent Brown comes back? But we know that Richie Incognito, who's been out since Week Week Two is not coming back, and so uh, that's pretty disappointing because he was a major key to that uh, that offensive line, but Denzel Good has done a great job. Not good job. He's done a great job filling in for him, and of course they have the fourth-round pick out of Clemson, John Simpson, who's also a guard who can uh, fill in as well, and so as far as I'm concerned, Richie Incognito, his, his career is probably over with the Raiders. I, mean, I don't know if he's going to continue his career at, at all uh, coming back from this, uh, this injury, but I think he's pretty much done. He's 37 years old. Uh, the Raiders don't owe him any any money as far as dead money. Uh, if they cut him after this season, uh, there'll be no dead money. So uh, I can see an easy break from him and a clean break from Trent Brown as well. So both of those guys, in my opinion, are probably done with the silver and black once the season is over. So many thanks to Richie Incognito for what he was able to do with the Raiders. I think he helped toughen up Colton Miller a little bit and make him a, a better left tackle and the guy that he is now. So uh, again, that's, that's a good job. That's a good job by him, uh, but uh, he just can't go. And at 37 years old, coming off of a, a Another surgery, and I, I just don't see him rehabbing and getting back onto the field for the Silver and Black. I think they're going to go with their young talent, uh, their cheaper talent, and guys that they know can get it done. And and you know Tom Cable, why not? Right? Tom Cable's done a heck of a job with that offensive line and preparing them. Whenever a guy goes down, it doesn't matter if Colton Miller's out, doesn't matter if Trent Brown's out, Richie Incognito's out, it just Gabe Jackson goes gets ejected. It doesn't matter. There's always somebody that fills in and does a really good job. Brandon Parker, he's been doing a really good job. You know, <laughs> there's been a lot of guys that have done a really good job. Denzel Good, obviously, has done a great job. There's been guys that have held down the fort and, and done their job. Matter of fact, I believe uh, Mo Moten put out a tweet uh, earlier on, uh, on Tuesday talking about Brandon Parker, and he didn't allow any pressures to the Chiefs on that game on Sunday. So uh, you got to give him a lot of props as well because Brandon Parker is a guy that most of Raider Nation cringed when he got into the game. But instead, now he's uh, you know he's actually balling and playing, playing really well. So you got to give Brandon Parker and, again, Tom Cable, a lot of credit for being able to do that. Also, the Raiders made some uh, personnel moves on the defensive side of things. Of course, John Gruden was very uh, angry. You could see it. He was very angry following the game on Sunday. Uh, was upset that the defense didn't hold up uh, their end of the bargain as the Raiders put up 31 points and still lost. Just couldn't get that that final stop on that that drive and really didn't get any kind of pressure on, on the quarterback, on Patrick Mahomes. So the Raiders made some moves on, uh, on Monday. They claimed uh, Tack McKinley off of waivers, and this is the third time he's been on waivers. First, when uh, the Falcons, who the Raiders play this week. The Falcons released him and then all of a sudden Cincinnati they claimed him off of waivers and the Raiders had put in a claim at that time but they didn't get awarded him because the Bengals they were much uh, much higher up on the on the priority list so they claim him then they cut him a day later because he fails a physical then the 49ers they claim him and then they cut him because he fails a physical well maybe third time's a charm the Raiders have claimed Tack McKinley off of waivers uh, he put out a tweet you know Raiders it's time to go to work that's something that he did with Cincinnati and something he did with San Francisco as well uh, I don't know I, I said last week I believe that I was okay with them going for it on you know the second time around uh, when San Francisco was awarded him I, I had no problem if they went and made a move for him just because well maybe he could be a guy that you could put on the practice squad and 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 be good to go but I'm telling you man this dude's failed two physicals already and so maybe maybe he'll get to Vegas and he'll take his physical and he'll he'll pass it or maybe he'll work a little bit harder maybe he's been humbled I don't know but I, I kind of look at it a little side-eyed like eh What's going to be different now between Cincinnati and San Francisco and now the Raiders? So we'll see. But, I mean, the guy was a former first-round uh, pick. You know, he's had 17 and a half sacks over his career, two passes defense, two forced fumbles, and one for a fumble recovery. Uh, he was a 26th overall pick in the 2017 draft. So we'll see. Again, I mean, I, I guess you, he really doesn't hurt going and getting him, you know, I mean, there's nothing that he, no damage he could do. You probably put him on the practice squad and try to get him to to heal up. So, I mean, I'm okay with that. He is an Oakland native. Uh, You know, he was, went to UCLA in college, went to high school in Richmond. Uh, So that's cool. But either way, Tack McKinley is now a member of the Silver and Black as they claimed him off of waivers. We'll see if he, if he sticks around very long or if he just gets cut like he's been cut the other couple times around. Also, the Raiders defensively added linebacker Vic Beasley to the practice squad and they released defensive end Dayton Jones. So Vic Beasley is a guy that they had in to visit last week uh, before before I actually got to Vegas. I think it was either Thursday or Friday last week. They had him in for a visit, and uh, he's a guy that was a uh, former Falcon as well, <laughs> and then went to Tennessee as a free agent and really did a whole lot of nothing there. They released him, and uh, he went through waivers, and so the Raiders brought him in to try him out and, and kind of kick the tires on him, so they decided to sign him and add him to the practice squad. So, a couple defensive dudes, former Falcons now, members of the Silver and Black. Now, also, Defensively, the Raiders sent some guys back to the practice squad. David Irving, who left the game on Sunday with a knee injury, and he was questionable return, and I never saw him return. Uh, They sent him back to the practice squad. Jared Jones-Smith, they put him back on the practice squad. Chris Smith and Javen White all back to the practice squad. So those are kind of some move and shaking that they did. And also, like I mentioned earlier, they released defensive end Dayton Jones. Now, my final little nugget here for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, you know, every once in a while, I got to throw in a Josh DeBoe stat, right? And normally, when I uh, put out one of his tweets that, or I say, mention one of his tweets that he puts out, it's usually negative about the Raiders, uh, but this one's not really negative. Matter of fact, it seems like he's kind of turned the corner on the Raiders. I wonder why. Maybe when you go toe-to-toe with the so defending Super Bowl champions on on national TV, on Sunday Night Football, maybe you start to put a little bit of respect on, on, the, on the team. But either way, he put out this tweet, and he put it out early on Monday, he said, I know there's a lot of focus on Nelson Aguilar's drops last night and they were bad. But he's done a lot of good, too, this season for the Raiders. In fact, his six touchdown catches are tied for the most for Raiders through 10 games since Tim Brown had seven in 2001. So uh, Nelson Aguilar, he had a couple big drops. Uh, I talked about it on Monday's show. Uh, Those are drops that you just can't have, but he has done a lot. Nobody thought he was going to be as good as he is uh, with the silver and black. I, I, for one, thought he wasn't even going to make it out of training camp, but he did. He's put up six touchdown catches. I mean, he's played really well, but... Every once in a while, those evil drops come back and haunt him, and uh, he had a couple on Sunday that really hurt the Raiders, so you gotta make those catches, but all in all, He's been doing a really, really good job with what he's doing with the Raiders. And Derek Carr clearly has a lot of trust. And him. matter of fact, I think that's one of the reasons why Henry Ruggs doesn't get as much attention as most of Raider Nation would like because, well, Nelson Aguilar has been uh, Derek Carr's go-to guy. And when, when that's connecting and they're scoring touchdowns like they are scoring, then you can't really complain about it. Again, I said it on Monday, you put up 31 points. I'm not really going to complain about who didn't get any touches or who didn't get any targets because clearly... The Raiders are scoring and they're doing it, you know, pretty much at ease. So I'm not mad at that at all. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about this week's game against the Atlanta Falcons and what the Raiders must do. Move on from Kansas City. Turn the page. Now, to the Atlanta Falcons, as it's time to get back on that horse, ride it, and start another win streak if you want to make the playoffs. So we'll talk about that coming up in segment number two. Before I get into that, though, I want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. And the first one is Echelon, because every single one of us, including myself, needs to be in the best shape of our life. We need to continue to take care of our bodies. And what I mean, just as you get older, you know, you want to make sure your body is in the best shape. Well, Echelon is going to help you do that. Nothing feels better than the feeling of accomplishment right or when you hit your fitness goal or when you wake up in the morning and you're like man i feel good my back doesn't hurt anymore it means i've been working out i'm i'm strengthening my core like the wife always says you know we all got to do it echelon can help you get there echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes fitness mirrors rowing machines and their all-new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. So no matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. They got world-class instructors. They're going to motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes Always available when you need them. So if you're a workout warrior in the middle of the night, cool, they got you covered. You do it early in the morning, cool, they got you covered. It doesn't matter. It is on your schedule. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. One membership, it'll let up to five family members all work out at the same time. Like Future said, at the same damn time, you could do Echelon. Right now, you could try any Echelon fitness equipment at home, for 30 days go to echelonfit.com slash nfl that's echelonfit.com slash nfl echelon e-c-h-e-l-o-n fit.com slash nfl now i want to tell you about another sponsor that uh, actually i've been getting a lot of reaction to whenever anyone ever hears me talk about it and uh, maybe if you're in the best shape of your life you you feel good about yourself you know you got on your echelon fit and you're doing good and then all of a sudden you're like you know what I still need a little bit of protection, right? Well, protecting your family, it's got to be a number one priority. I want to do that, but I want to make sure I do it safely. The people at Taser believe that safer self-defense is better self-defense. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight enough to carry with you or in a glove compartment or if you're a female in your purse. Yet, they are powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Guns carry unnecessary risk for you and those around you. Pepper spray can harm you as much as the attacker, and it's often ineffective. So Taser products are safer and easier to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds, which is going to give you enough time to escape and get up out of there, send emergency dispatch to your GPS location. Well, you're probably wondering, well, how are they going to do that? Well, Taser devices come loaded with features like laser-assisted targeting, emergency dispatch, which will send response teams to what? your GPS location upon firing. More than 237,000 lives have been saved with the Taser network of devices, apps, and personnel. Protect yourself and your family with Taser's line of smart self-defense products. Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com, promo code NFL. Again, taser is available without a permit in most US states and you can get the taser pulse plus or taser strike light at taser.com with promo code NFL. Matter of fact, right now save 15% at taser.com promo code NFL. t a s e r.com promo code NFL. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Segment number 2, it's on the way. You are locked on
0: Raiders. Your daily Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day.
1: All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, on this Tuesday, November 24th, 2020, your boy Q here. And the Raiders right now currently are sitting at 6-4. and four. Overall, on the season, and yes, I know a lot of Raider fans probably are getting déjà vu right now, saying, "You know what? There was a time last season when the Raiders were six and four, and then they went on to only win one more game throughout the course of the season." So I know a lot of people, because I've been talking a lot about playoffs, a lot of conversations have been about playoffs, either on the radio, the podcast, Twitter, whatever it is, been talking about the Raiders and the playoffs, and a lot of people have cautioned, "Hey, hey, remember at one point in 2019, the Raiders were six and four. People were talking about the playoffs, and I kept calling it the." word, and hey man, uh, you know, nothing is guaranteed, they only end up winning one more game the rest of the season, and and clearly didn't make the playoffs, and so one, I'll tell you, before we really get into what I want to talk about here in this segment, this is a different team, I do believe this is a totally different team than that team that you saw in 2019, and one of the major reasons is because that team in 2019 just got devastated with injuries, I mean, just devastated with injuries, and look, I know Richie Incognito's out, I know Trent Brown has been out, Uh, Richie's not coming back, Trent Brown, who knows if he comes back at some point, uh, just wait. It's a wait-and-see type thing. Cleve Farrell was missed in a major way on Sunday uh, as he's dealing with COVID-19, so hopefully he's back sooner rather than later because uh, he's a guy that sets the edge really, really well defensively, and if you saw the Kansas City Chiefs in their run game, their rushing attack, they were able to get on the outside quite a bit. The edge was not set. Cleve Farrell really uh, does a good job at that, and that wasn't there. So, yeah, there's some guys that the Raiders need to get back to get into the fold and start to feel comfortable about what they're doing, but I, all in all, believe that this team is a much different team than the team that, uh, you know, we saw go down the stretch last year and only win one game and, uh, you know, end up with only seven on the season. I just feel like they're a lot different. They're they're growing. They're mature. Uh, when we talked, uh, and when I say we, I was talking about Scott Branson and myself on Silver and Black today. On Monday, we did 13 minutes with Hunter Renfro. We do that every single Monday on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, you know, I asked them. I asked them about, you know, how do you turn the page? How quickly can you turn the page to, to Atlanta? Because, look, this is a game that you don't want to allow... Your yourself to get beat twice by and and what I mean by that is if you dwell on it if you get bummed out and the Raiders were definitely bummed out from the head coach to the players to everybody they were all bummed out that they did not get that victory on Sunday night uh, a a victory that they should have got you know just to be 100% honest they should have picked up that win they would have been seven and three on the season but they didn't, they lost, you know, they, they fell at the end. So uh, that's a learning experience. They're going to have to do that. But how do you turn the page? How quickly can you turn the page is the key. And Hunter Renfro said, yeah, you know, you look at the film and we start the new week on Wednesday and it's over, you know, on Wednesday, you just say, Hey, uh, that's behind us. And if it, it, regardless if it's a win or a loss, you don't get too high, you don't get too low. You just got to move on because there's more, more games in front of you and there's more things that you have to do. And that's why some of the conversations that we've been having on the podcast about must win games, must win games. And everyone's like, well, it's a must-win game on Sunday against Kansas City. I mean, and, and really, technically, it wasn't. Now, I will say, now that you've lost and you're sitting at 6-4 and four, and you're looking around the landscape of the playoffs and you want to continue to compete with the other teams in the AFC that are trying to trying to uh, jockey for playoff position, yeah, you got to go on another winning streak. You know, you were just on a, a three-game winning streak. You lost one. Okay, that's fine. Losses happen. And, you know, no one thought that the Raiders were going to run the table. I mean, there was a couple people that thought Raiders were going to run the table, but that's not being realistic. You know what I mean? I mean, it's very difficult to run the table. I don't care who you are. And you're looking at Pittsburgh right now, who's undefeated on the season. They're not, and and I do believe this wholeheartedly in my heart, they're not going to run the table. They're not going to go the whole season without losing the game. I don't believe that. So it wasn't realistic that the Raiders were just going to go the rest of the season without losing. So now that they lost, okay, fine, you lost. No worries. Put it behind you, and now go on a three-game winning streak. You got 3 games coming up that are tough and I know you can only take it one game at a time and I'm not encouraging the Raiders to look uh, ahead at all because if the, the, you look ahead you're going to lose. I mean it's simple as that. But I will say you have a game coming up against Atlanta. You're on the road playing in in the ATL. That's a game that you should win. You honestly should win that game. Now, it's not going to be given to you. You got to go out there and earn it, but the Raiders should pick that up. The Jets, they stink. The Jets are awful. You know, they're probably going to get the number one overall pick in the NFL uh, or in the draft coming up in April. Well, you got to go win that game. And if you remember last year, the the Jets kicked the teeth in of the Raiders. And again, going back to what I said at the beginning of this segment, I, I believe this is a totally different team than the the team that uh, went in and, and went to New York and played the Jets last season and uh, got got just blown out of there. I mean, just got embarrassed. That, that was an ugly loss, man. That was one of those that you don't even want to look at the film. It was that bad. You just want to just move on as quickly as possible, get that ugly taste out of your mouth. So they um, they, they have this opportunity to win those two games, and then all of a sudden you gotta you got a game with the Colts, and the Colts are a team that, uh, as much as I've doubted them all throughout the season, they're a team that finds ways to win. They've come back so many times. They've been down double-digit points, I think, 11 times this season, 11 or, or Ten or eleven times, and they've been able to come back and win those games. It was just, it's just—it's crazy. It's incredible. So they're sitting there uh, with a nice little record, and they're going to be a team that's going to try to keep the the Raiders out of the playoffs. So you've got to find a way to get back onto a winning streak. And so I'm not going to say it's a must win, but it's a—you got to find out. You got to find out about yourself. You got to find out how you uh, take a, a loss that was a tough one on national TV, where a lot of people are giving you props for hanging with the Chiefs. That's all great and all, but. Props ain't a W. You you need W's, you know, and so this team's got to find a way to, like I said, flush that, and that's up to the coaching staff and that's up to the players as well. Just take some accountability and say, hey, you know what? Done deal. All right, that's behind us. Now that the task at hand is the Atlanta Falcons. Got to find a way to slow down Matt Ryan. Got to find a way to slow down Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley. I mean, the list goes on and on. They got some dudes that could play. You know they got some dudes on offense that can really get after it. Now we know that the the defense is is pretty suspect there in in uh, in Atlanta, and they got a you know they got an interim head coach right now after uh, after Quinn, yeah, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn got uh, got fired earlier this season as Atlanta. Falcons head coach and so now he you know they got to interim in there and, and Raheem Morris so he he's doing the best he can but you just know that they're not a complete team right now so this is a game that you should go on the road and find a way to get a W but again it's not that easy but it, it starts with them in the locker room and the preparation that they have all weekend long they win this game on Sunday it's not going to be because of what they do on Sunday it's because of what they're doing this week. And obviously it's a it's a weird week because you have Thanksgiving on Thursday. And so you're going to have uh, three games played on Thursday across the NFL, uh, you know, so your preparation might be off a little bit. Your, your timing might be off. Your practice schedule may not be the, the same as what it normally is. And so there's uh, there's some challenges ahead of them, you know, but as far as just turning the page and getting this game behind them and flushed. That's, uh, that's the first job that they have to do. And Hunter Renfro told us, he told us straight up that, you know, they were 6-4 and four last year, and so he feels like that, uh, you know, you get put into a situation in a position to go and, and know that you were in a, a similar situation a year ago and, and what you did wrong. Now you have an opportunity to be in that same situation and go do what's right. And the reason why I bring that up is because he says that, and he he's 100% truthful about that. He's spot on, but I go back to – Last year, when the Raiders played the Texans, and that was when Hunter Renfro scored his first NFL touchdown uh, he got a, a nice little out pattern from uh, from Derek Carr and then he he turned on the on the uh, defensive back who was covering him and just sprinted to the end zone. It was amazing. It was a heck of a touchdown. The Raiders ended up losing that game to the Texans, but I remember I was in the locker room talking to him specifically after the game, and I said, "Hey, that was a game that you guys probably should have had you know how do, how do you?" What do you do? What's the conversation like Uh, in the locker room following this game? And he said, well, we're just in a good position to win. We didn't finish. We know what we have to do. We know how to correct it. We'll be in this position again. We know how to correct it and sure enough like 2 weeks later they were in the same position they were in against Houston and they found a way to get the W and so that goes back to what he was telling me that we will be in this position we'll do it again and we'll we'll know how to correct it well fast forward a year later they're in the same position that they were after 10 games last year 6 and 4 so now they're 6 and 4 again after 10 games well they're in a position to do something different than what they did last year when they went on to only win one more game now they can go and win a game on Sunday and start a new streak. Start a start a winning streak. And, and it takes the first game. You can't go on a two-game winning streak until you win the first one. So you got to go win this one against Atlanta. Then you got to double down and win against the Jets. Two teams that, again, those should be W's on your schedule, but you have to go out there and do it everybody's got to play a lot better. Defensively, they got to get a lot better. Offensively, I think Derek Carr is as locked in as possible, and uh, I think you're going to see some good things from him the rest of the way uh, th- throughout the season. I'm not concerned about him. I'm not concerned about the targets for Henry Ruggs. I'm not concerned about Darren Waller. I'm not concerned about the run game. I mean, everything offensively, I feel is good is money you know what I mean and and uh seriously and Darren Waller just seeing him happy and I know I talked about it on Monday but seeing him happy and and having a good time out there uh he he looked better on on Sunday than he had looked in the past couple weeks so I was I was excited to see that and of course he had a really good game to go with it but uh yeah man this is this is when you get in the locker room you look at each other you get out on the practice field and you say hey let's go let's go get this it's right there in front of us we are responsible to go get it Uh, Nobody's going to give it to you. Nobody's going to hand it to you because you're the Raiders. It's the first year in Vegas, and it'd be a cute story. Cute is for Disney. This ain't Disney, man. This is the NFL. You've got to go out there and get it done. So that's the Raiders' responsibility. Immediately turn that page. Turn that page to Atlanta. Forget about what happened versus Kansas City. Yeah, it was a hell of an effort, hell of a game. You fell a little short. People are giving you props for hanging with them, but... Forget that. Don't listen to what you're hearing. Don't listen to what you're reading. Or don't read all that, you know, stuff and, and, and get it boggled down in your mind or any of that. So just, hey, focus on the task at hand because there's still a lot of games that are left to be played. That's why I mentioned that multiple times, uh, you know, last week. Like, everyone's talking about must-wins, must-wins, must-wins. Look, they got six games guaranteed still. If they want to play more than six games, it's up to them. And it starts this week. Against the Atlanta Falcons. So that's what I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, get your thoughts, your texts, your tweets, your calls straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. You know the number, is 707 654 4693. Before I get into that, though, I want to tell you about Built Go. Built Go is gonna help you get through your wall. Well, Q, what's your wall? You know, your wall is that, is that force that you have inside you. Sometimes it's in your mind, sometimes it's in your body. Either way, you just you think that you need something. You need a boost to be able to do something. I usually, my go-to is a is an energy drink, even though the wife doesn't like it. That's usually my that's usually my go-to. Well, Built Go is gonna stop you from going to the energy drink because. Well, that energy is fake. That energy is going to make you crash later. That energy is going to make your body feel bad. By the way, it's not good for your body. Built Go is. It has a lot of natural energy. It's all it's all natural, so it's good on your body. It's good on your stomach, uh, and it's going to get you taken care of in a major way. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's basically like a five-hour energy without that, that crash feeling. Again, very good for your body. Uh, three delicious flavors to choose from. Peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. I just recently learned about collagen protein. I always heard about it, but didn't really quite know exactly what it is. Well, collagen protein is fast-absorbing. It gets into your system fast, and it's easy on the stomach. It promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. It actually basically makes you look better, and we all could, you know, be made to look a little bit better. So that collagen protein is going to help you uh, do just that. Right now, visit BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED. You're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Segment number three. It's on the way. You are Locked On
0: Raiders, your daily Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team is... Every day.
1: Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. It's your time to shine. It's time to hear from you. Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. You know the number, 707-654-4693. If you don't know it, man, put it in your phone. Man, you got all those contacts you can put in there. Put in the one that you're going to call all the time anyway. Locked on Raider Podcast, voicemail line, 707-654-4693. You can leave a message or you can send a text. It don't matter. Either way, it is all good. If you do leave a call, though, try to make it under three minutes because that's that's when the time runs out. After three minutes, it hangs up on you, and I don't like to have to put together a bunch of calls because then it's going to... You know, it just makes it run out of time. So try to get it under three minutes if you can. I definitely appreciate you. You also can tweet at me, at your boy Q254, send me a direct message, and I'll try to get it on the show as well. got a whole lot of feedback that I want to get to, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. And before I even get started, let me go ahead and sound the alarm one time, because this uh, this text right here, or this call, I mean, is from Michael from Compton, California, and he's a new booty. He's calling in to talk about the game and what the difference in the game he saw. What was the silver lining uh, about what the what he saw in the game? So here he is, man. Really good call from my guy, Michael, representing Compton, California, here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast.
2: Yeah, what's up, Big Q? Uh, it's Michael Habanero calling in from uh, Compton, California. Yeah, I'm a new booty. Uh, damn, man. This one sucked. It sucked, bro. Uh, it came down to the defense, you know. I was telling everybody here, I usually have, you know, a good little, good little squad with me that comes and watch the game. And, uh damn, five minutes left, and I told him, like, damn, we just can't give the ball back. I knew that we needed to get it down to at least a minute 20, hopefully a minute if we can get it there, but we just couldn't do it. Uh, it comes down to our defense, bro. It comes down to our defense. Our defense just can't make that stop. We need that pass rush, bro. It, it came in. Sometimes it came in, others it didn't. But you know what, though? Silver lining. Like a caller said last week, I forgot who it was, but they said that it's hard to beat a divisional team three times in a row. It won't be all right. KC knows that. We got their number. We got their number, man. So playoff come. I'll tell you what, D.C., you'll see a different D.C. out there, just like you saw today. D.C. was making plays, man. We, we did all right on offense. We did great. And uh we'll be all right, man. We'll be good. Raider Nation, keep your head up. Michael Habanero,
1: out. Yeah, man, good call. Definitely appreciate hearing from you, Michael. Welcome to the Locked On family. And, uh, yeah, I knew when Witten got that touchdown catch, uh, there was a minute 43 left. I was like, man, that's a lot of time left on the clock. But you got to do what you got to do. You got to score at that time. You know, it's, it sounds great to say, hey, hold on to the ball, hold on to the ball, hold on to the ball, and don't give them any more time. In theory, yeah, that's what you want to do. But it just wasn't one of those situations that they could, they, they had any control of. You, you've got to score. Uh, so, and, and you got to hope the defense can hold up their end of the bargain. And they didn't. You know, it was a tough uh, they possibly could see the chiefs again in the playoffs but they got to hold up their end of that as well they got to go out and win some games uh, so yeah th- thank you so much for that call hope to hear from you again definitely appreciate you uh, next up i got a tweet from at army Dave underscore exile he said hey q loving the podcast here in wales part of the uk just a quick question for the next episode I was wondering what you thought about the other teams in the AFC wildcard race and realistically how likely they and the Raiders are to make it in. Between the Browns and or Ravens behind the Steelers, Dolphins or Bills and Titans or Colts, it's going to be a close race and it's difficult to say who will be left out. My guess would be the Raiders, Titans, Colts, and Ravens as the Browns have lost tiebreakers, but there's no way I'd put money on it. Thanks for everything you do. For Raider fans worldwide, glad you like the new stadium. Dave, a.k.a. Redcoat Raider. Again, you can find him on Twitter at ArmyDave underscore uh, so thank you, Dave. I appreciate that all all over the world, man, all over the world. in Wales, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, man, it, that's the thing about it. Uh, the, this race for the AFC and, and the playoff spots are going to be – it's going to come down to the wire. You know, all those teams that you mentioned, man, I mean, the Titans, Colts, Ravens, Browns, you know, everyone's in it. You know, obviously the Steelers haven't lost a game. Dolphins are in it. Bills are in it. And there's a lot of teams in it. The beautiful thing about it is, and, and this is my theory – I don't think that you have to scoreboard watch. You know, with six games left, you go out and handle your business, you ain't got to worry about it. You go out there and handle your business, you're going to win because you play the Colts, you play the Dolphins, you know, and you own the tiebreaker over the Browns. So as long as you go out there and handle your business, you should be in the playoffs, but you've got to win these games. I'm looking at. The Raiders got to get at least four more victories. They got six right now. They got to get four more. One starts this Sunday against Atlanta. The one's the next Sunday against uh, against the Jets. Then you're 8-4. and four. Then you start feeling it like, okay, okay, here we go down the stretch. Now let's go get that money. You know, there's two more wins got to have. Uh, I'd love it to be the Colts and the Dolphins because then there'd be no questions asked. But those are going to be tough games. You know, they're all going to be tough. In the NFL, nothing is easy. So we'll see. But – yeah, I I can't really just say who I think is going to get left out and who's going to be in. I just feel like if the Raiders go out and handle their business and find four more wins on the schedule, the rest will work itself out. Simple as that. Thank you so much for your uh, your text or your tweet, man. I definitely appreciate it. Next up is a call from my guy, P.E. in North Carolina. Hasn't called in for a while. He's calling in to do something that we haven't done on this podcast in a long time, and that is Unpark the Car. Here he is, P.E. in North Carolina. What's
3: going on, Q. Park? What's up, Raider Nation? P.E. from North Carolina. Hey, Q, I think it's time, man. It's time to unpark the car. Yep, that's right. I said it. Time to unpark the car. Let's talk about it. I think everybody knows where, um, where my stance has been on Derek Carr. But Q, I want to give that man props today. I want to give him props on the way he's been playing this whole season. There hasn't been a game that I've watched that I looked at and I said, Derek Carr is the reason we lost that game. He's doing everything that everybody asked him to do more of the last two seasons. Let's talk about extending plays with his legs. He's doing that, and he's doing it, he's doing it perfectly. Some of his best plays have came this season when he's extended the play with his legs. He hit Hunter Renfro last game. He threw some dimes um, against Kansas City. Unfortunately, the receivers didn't catch him. But he is extending plays with his legs. And he's running the ball, Q. He's taking off and running when, he's, when he doesn't have anything. We're not seeing Derek Carter throw the ball in the ground on third and fourth down. He's actually taking off running, making positive yardage with his, with his legs. That's another thing that, that we wanted him to do. <laughs> Let's talk about throwing the ball down the field. I mean, he's doing it. You know, he's standing in the pocket. He's giving his receivers a chance to get open. And when he's got one, and when he's got one down there, he lets it go. He lets it rip. And that's something else that I had been begging Derek Carr to do. So, um, you know, today, Q, I just want to make it known. Like I said, I'm giving Derek Carr all the props in the world. He deserves it. He's playing great football this year. Uh, he looks like a different guy. Even his press conferences are different. I had stopped watching his press conferences for, you know, the end of last year because I got tired of hearing the same thing. But this year when he talks, it's different. He may say the same thing, but he says it differently. He's a different guy this year. And before anybody calls in and says something, let's be clear, though. If we got this Derrick Carr last year and the year before, there would have never been a debate. But this is the guy we want. This is the guy we want to see. And if this is the guy we're going to get moving forward, I'll I'll take him over anybody in the league because this guy, we can win with this guy. Like I said, I just wanna make that known, Q. Peace out, Raider Nation.
1: P E, thanks so much for that call, my man. I respect the hell out of you too for that. Calling in and giving Derek Carr his props and, and by, hey, man, he should get props. But, you know, you've been very vocal. A lot of Raider Nation have been very vocal about Derek Carr and what you haven't uh, seen from him in the past and what you wanted to see. And I've been very critical of what I want to see. And you mentioned it, man, using his legs, keeping plays open. In, in, in the press box, when he made one, I can't remember what play it was, but I leaned over and told Scott, uh, I, I said, hey, man, Derek Carr – moving the pocket and using his legs is a game changer. He is totally a different dude while he's able to do that. Everything just clicks a lot better when he's able to move around, scramble a little bit. You're right, man. He's taking deep shots. Yeah, Derek Carr deserves all the props in the world. So yeah, unpark that car. I'm not mad. It's well-deserved. Absolutely. And and again, man, I I respect the hell out of you for calling in and and giving him his props because, uh, you know, you as many others have been very vocal. So uh, it's nice to be, you know, humble at times too and say, hey, I was wrong about this dude. This is the same guy that I've been wanting. What I'm seeing right now is the guy that I've been wanting to see. And uh, so if he's the guy that's going to be around, and that's how Derek Carr is going to operate from now on in, everything is all good. So I definitely appreciate that again, my man. Next up, I got a text from Raider Ed from Orange County. He says, hey, Q, this is Raider Edge from Orange County, California. I wish I could have been there on Saturday for the meet and greet, but I had a follow-up appointment after undergoing dental surgery. And let me tell you, it's never fun when the doc has to cut your gums open and place a screw. In, But I got through it because like the Raiders, I stayed tough and had a chip on my shoulder. Enough about me, Q. I'm happy your visit to Vegas was a great one. My man, appreciate you. Uh, Raider Nation, I just want to say how thrilled I am. Coach Gruden is coaching our Raiders. Every time I say him, say it starts with me in a press conference, proves his loyalty to this football organization. Coach Gruden is cut from a different cloth. He's different. He is meant to coach the Raiders. I think you are lucky if you play for a coach like him. I believe he cares about you very much and winning and he's committed to excellence. I heard the incredible Derek Carr say in a press conference that he doesn't think Coach Gruden ever sleeps. To me, Raider Nation, that sums up everything about Coach Gruden and just who he is, football, and the Raiders mean everything to him. All right, Q, Raider Nation, enjoy the game on Sunday. Just win, baby. Again, that is from our guy, Raider Ed from Orange County, and I'm glad that your dental surgery went well, and yeah, man. Uh, there'll be plenty of time for meet and greets, man. You got to get that dental stuff on point. And uh, I think I I, I really echo everything you say about Coach Gruden. I'm a big fan of Coach Gruden. I I make no bones about it. Uh, I can be critical of him at the same time. You know, just because I respect the hell out of him doesn't mean that at times I don't think that, you know, he made a mistake here or there. I, I like what he's doing. I absolutely like what he's doing. I think he, just like you, he's meant to be a Raiders coach. Everyone's not cut out to be a Raiders coach, but John Gruden definitely is. And yeah, cut from that different cloth that I talk about all the time. Absolutely right. So uh, definitely appreciate that, man. That was a good text. So uh, thank you and uh, hope to hear from you again soon. Next up, I got a call from Raider94 in the 626. He's calling to talk about the game and what the national heads on ESPN were saying about the game afterwards, uh, something he didn't see and was wondering if maybe he wasn't watching the same game as them. Here he is, Raider94 in the
0: 626. What's up, Q? This is your boy, Raider94, calling from the 626. Um, You know what, man? There's actually something I wanted to call in. The whole podcast here too. I'm pretty sure we already seen the big heads on the ESPN Sports Center and everything talking about how the Chiefs blew up the Raiders on this game. And honestly, I don't, I don't know if everyone's watching the same game. To be honest, with because let's be honest, the Chiefs did not blow out these Raiders. Uh, I feel like the Raiders. even though we did get that out, I personally feel like we played a hell of a game. Car especially. Bart look like I'm sorry, You mean to cuss on the podcast, but man, he looks like a top-tier quarterback, man. He looked great today. Um, but, in all honesty, I'm kind of getting a little tired of hearing you know, big sports center and everything talking about, oh, you know, Raiders got blown out and praising the Chiefs so much as Mahomes, and I get it. Mahomes is a good quarterback. The Chiefs are a great team. Um, you know, Reed is a great coach, and I get it. I get it. But, can we get a little praise, at least for once, can we once just get a little praise to sit here and say, you know what, these Raiders, even though they lost, they played one hell of a game, because it was not close, by any means. I mean, and I'm, I apologize, not close, I mean, uh, this wasn't a blowout, by any means. Uh, but, another thing I did want to add in there, queue is, uh, I wanted your input on rugs, man. I know there's been a lot of talk about rugs and I know you brought up the last time about uh, you know the picks we got this year and which ones were the best And if I'm being honest, I don't, I truly really don't think Carr trusts Ruggs. I don't think he believes in him. And you know, you can you can see that he he wants to trust, him. he wants to trust me. You heard one of the plays where he's like, "I need you, Rugs. I need you." And I seen in his in his, uh, his uh, conference uh, interview afterwards of the game, he he had brought up that you know he, he checked the players like that to let them know to kind of keep their head up and stay up. And uh, I don't know if Ruggs is kind of having a hard time adjusting to the NFL that bad where Carr needs to coach him on the field like that. I understand a QB needs to do that, but uh, I kind of just want your thoughts on that, Q. Uh, again, I, I love I love the podcast. I listen to it every day, man. I love what you do. And uh, just all I got to say is just keep it, keep it 100, man. I keep winning. Let's, let's get this W with Atlanta. That's about it. Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much, my man. I appreciate your call. And, yeah, that de- game was definitely not a blowout. Uh, I don't understand how anyone could call it a blowout when the Chiefs had to win it on the last drive. Uh, as far as Ruggs goes, I think he's going to be fine. He's not a selfish dude. He's not worried about targets. They brought him in for speed and what that does. And, you know, I, I would like to see more targets for him personally. I do feel that it's coming soon. Uh, Hunter Renfro, I mentioned him earlier. He told Scott Goldbranson and myself on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 and, and uh, Silver and Black Today show that uh, uh, he that he feels like it's coming for Henry soon. He's going to get going, Uh, they're, they're, but they're putting up, like, 30 points a game. So we really can't nitpick. Uh, Nelson Aguilar has been doing a good job. He's been better than I think most people expected. So uh, he's also kind of slowed down the progress of Henry Ruggs. But uh, I think Henry's coming. I think he'll be around pretty soon, man. He'll, he'll make some some big things happen. So, uh, thank you so much for that uh, that call. Appreciate you, and don't worry about what the national heads say, man. Uh, I don't know what game they were watching if they thought it was a if they thought it was a blowout because it definitely was not a blowout. Uh, next up, and this is going to be my final text for the show, comes from Johnny O. Johnny O. Player from the Bay he says, "Yo, Q. First of all, allow me to give D. Carr some major props. He showed leadership and made things happen, working the third and four targets. One of his best games. Jacobs is a dog, and Waller was his old self. Both are problems for any defense." Play calling was clutch too. One thing though, is it me or does Abrams tend to get himself in trouble being too aggressive at times? He tends to lose receivers and coverage trying to make a play. That's just my two cents overall positive effort for the Silver and Black. Raider Nation, how was the Vegas trip and the Sahara? That's from Johnny Yo, player from the Bay. And thank you so much for that text. Appreciate you. And yeah, Derek Carr deserves major props, just like PE uh, called in and gave him his major props. I gave him major props on Monday. Absolutely, he played a hell of a game and really deserved to win that game, but they, they came up a little bit short. Uh, you're spot on about Jonathan Abram. He does uh, get a little aggressive and, and, get, and take himself out of plays a lot. He really does, and that's what happened on that last that last play where uh, where Kelsey gets open in the end zone you know cover four he's supposed to have that responsibility that's his guy and well he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't do his job you know so uh, yeah there's a lot of times that Jonathan Abram tries to make a real big play a big flashy a big home run like blow up somebody when instead he just needs to make a play just go and, and get the guy on the ground. Just go and make a simple tackle. Sometimes it doesn't have to, you know, look like an a, a ESPN highlight. It just needs to get done. Just get the job done. So that's something that he's going to have to learn how to do. Uh, there's a time and a place to blow people up, and there's a time and a place just to go and make the right play. So That's all I really got on that. Uh, the trip to Vegas has been amazing. Uh, Sahara Las Vegas has been awesome. Uh, had a lot of good good time. Met a lot of good uh, good Raider fans on Saturday night at the little meet and greet at the Casbar Lounge. Appreciate everyone who came through. Uh, real awesome people. Uh, Everyone was really cool, man, so uh, I just had a lot of fun. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to do it again uh, sooner rather than later. So uh, thank you again for that text. And that's all I really got time for today. Uh, Still coming up, uh, T3 Raider Facts with his five quick hits of the day. I'll have that on tomorrow's show. Julian from the 707, I'll get your text on tomorrow's show as well, plus got more to get to. Uh, I do believe that I'll probably do the crossover edition a little bit early, so you'll probably get that on Wednesday's show. I don't think we're going to do it uh, to have it for Thursday for Thanksgiving because most people aren't going to be paying attention to a podcast on Thanksgiving. They're going to be doing their thing. So I think that I'm going to have that on the show tomorrow as well so uh yeah enjoy your day raider nation stay safe as always uh you know this covid thing ain't going away no time soon but uh you know we i gotta keep doing the best that we can and dealing with it the best way we know how so uh, until then raider nation till wednesday as always just win baby